We all want to feel better, be happier, and have more freedom. And there are endless resources at our fingertips. But wading through a sea of self-help books, podcasts, and workshops takes more time than anyone has. Except me. That's my job. I curate and translate the latest, most effective personal development wisdom to help you elevate your personal experience and improve the way you show up for others. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. Lifestyle design and how to orient your world to be at your best. The self-help industry is guilty of telling people they're limitless and perpetuating the concept that you can do and be anything. It's a well-meaning concept to try and help people see they are capable of more, which I agree with. But the sentiment is often a great disservice. I mean, sure, you can go do anything and everything, but you won't do many of those things well. You're designed for some specific things. We all are. And the great news is those things will fit your innate desires and abilities. I was thinking on the concept and imagine taking all the animals in Africa, for instance, and dumping them all on the open savanna. How would they all fare? I mean, the monkeys and the crocodiles and the hippos and pythons and parrots, they're going to die. Or let's say we dumped all the animals into the trees. How would the elephants and lions and gazelles do there? Not very good. And you get the point. Yet we as humans are expected to just all be put in the normal structures of our environment and deal with it. And it doesn't work that well. And most all of us spend a lot of our time and a lot of our days in environments and circumstances that are really limiting us and they don't cater to our unique makeup. So this is my wrap up on the series with Andre Solo and the message in his book, Sensitive, the hidden power of the highly sensitive person in a loud, fast, too much world. Some of you are HSPs, highly sensitive people. As I'm realizing now, I am. But regardless, all of you have sensitivities. You're on the spectrum somewhere, all of you. Uh, and chances are you are blind to some of them or are just trying to grit your teeth and plow through life anyways. That seems valiant, right? It has to me. And you can do that, but you won't be at your best. You'll be doing yourself a disservice. And further, you'll be limiting the service that you can bring to others. So walk with me for a minute and looking at how to better curate and design your world for your success. This self-help podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation in June 15, 16 of 2023. I'm going to be in Dallas to attend and speak at the Ziglar Coach Summit. And if you're listening to this show, I know you want to help and serve and influence people for the better professionally and personally. And so that's the point of this conference. I invite you to join us. At least go check out the website. Ziglar, Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com slash coach summit. I would be thrilled to spend a couple days face to face with you, having meals together, learning together, growing together. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you my wrap up on Andre Solo and the message in his book, Sensitive, the Hidden Power of the Highly Sensitive Person in a Loud, Fast, Too Much World. Though, as you've heard by now, I'm talking to all of us in regards to all of our sensitivities, which we all have some. And the point is to design your world better, to suit you better, so you can show up better for others.
I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, you know, I mean, it's great to be able to cope with many circumstances and environments. It's, it's valiant. It really is. But you absolutely will not be at your best in all circumstances. And that's what we're looking at. This is what I'm playing with and pondering here. And I don't state that lightly. Uh, for instance, I'm thinking about myself in this context. I mean, I'm an introvert and I'm now realizing how much of an HSP, highly sensitive person I am. I also have a big family. I have, well, I have nine kids and four grandkids and I have five kids ages 11 to 18. They're at home full time. Their friends are often here as well. Last weekend, we also had my mother-in-law here and three other kids uh, that are outside of the house that were back plus four grandkids here. This weekend, we have all of them again for another family event plus another kid and her significant other for three days at 17 people. You know what? I'm the father. I can't just opt out and, and I don't want to, I get great joy from all of them. It inspires. I mean, that family inspires so many aspects of my mind and heart. I get great, great joy from it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. And I get overstimulated and it aspects of it. Ultimately it drains me all, all of that. If I just stay in that mix indefinitely, I will not be at my best. And sometimes that's what it calls for. Not being at my best. You just you deal with what, what you've got. And then I'm going to, I'm going to push through and I am going to, you know, bolster myself and just, uh, and just deal with it to some degree, but I'm generally going to do some things to help myself. I'm going to get up in the morning before everybody else does and have some quiet time and start my day off in a centered place. I'm going to go for a run or a ride and get outside into the woods and breathe deep. I may do a late night. One of the nights, Maybe two if I'm really, really feeling it. But for the most part, I'm going to tell everyone, and I know you guys are having fun. You're going to be up for hours probably, but good night. Love you. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to have some quiet time. I'm going to read a little bit, and then I'm going to get a good night's sleep. So I am good for them and for me the next day. You know, and after a few days, people are going to leave. And that 17 people is going to go back to our core seven that are at home, and we'll have some downtime. And I may 
take some time away just individually. But let's take this to the day-to-day. Take that idea to the day-to-day, every day. I mean, what this series with Andre Solo talks about and, 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 the, and the focus on sensitivity really has me looking at that, the overall day-to-day, hour-to-hour, week-to-week. So a couple points here. Number one, I mean, we are all sensitive. That's what a lot of this brought out to me. We are all sensitive, and that's not a bad word. That doesn't mean fragile. That means we are uh, kind of acutely aware of certain things or certain things that jazz us and excite us and inspire us. And there are other things that, that are challenging and they drain us some, and they may be great things. Again, I'm talking about, I'm trying to be uh, really uh, candid here and, and my family that I created and I love, and I think God intended and the 17 people in the house, man, that's awesome. And it drains me some. There's sometimes I literally just step out the door and, and it's not, this is not a, uh, a, a chaotic family with kids hanging from the chandeliers. We don't, we don't do that. It's a pretty well-behaved group. And yet it's still just a lot. Um, but we're all sensitive. I've never talked to anyone who is not sensitive in some areas. You'll hear him talk about, oh man, I can't handle that. Oh man, I don't like that. I don't, it, it's a sensitivity is what you're talking about. That's something that doesn't bother somebody else. It bothers you. That's the kind of sensitivity we're talking about. And, or I should say, you know, bother again, it sounds like a negative word, but it's just something that is harder for you to withstand. It does not bring you as much energy as it does someone else. Okay. Not, and that's just all of us. So I want us to all look at it and go, we all have sensitivities. That's point number one. Point number two, if we don't manage them, they eat away at us, just like anxiety, just like mental health issues do. So if you find yourself kind of gritting your teeth or realizing, oh my gosh, it's kind of wearing me out and exhausting me. Okay. That's all right. It, It eats away. It's going to eat away at you some, and there may need to take a time and let it do that. But then you need to manage it. You need to moderate it. If you just say, Hey, that's life. It's just going to eat away at me. That is going to manifest to some degree. Okay. And that's a big point. It is going to manifest somewhere. You will uh, have consequences from that. So this is a series about managing it. This is how we're looking at what, what are you dealing with? How do we best manage it? So you're at your best. Number three, the most highly trained, think about this, most highly trained and tuned and capable entities, whether it's people, animals, automobiles, race cars, whatever, they are highly catered to so that they can be at their best. Think about that. If you've got a thoroughbred racehorse and you're going to take care of it so it can be at its best out there on the track. If you've got a top athlete, if you've got a a celebrity, if you've got a high-powered CEO, right? We're going to take care of them. Why do we treat ourselves differently? Why are we less? Why are we just all the minions, right? Just that we're just the little soldiers down here doing our thing. It doesn't make sense. We all have our best that we can be at. Why are we not taking care of protecting ourselves as opposed to just treating ourselves like a pack mule, instead of that horse, right? And now, you know what? If I had here on my property, we've got uh, agricultural land here that we live on and we could have horses. I don't. But if I did and I had a prized racehorse, you know, there might be some times I go, you know what, dude? We're going to throw a pack on you. You're going to help the family a little bit or pull that plow for a minute. But I'm not going to keep it there. That's not where it's best served. And uh, I want to I want to take care of it the best I can so it can be the best at what it does. That's what we're talking about here And that's not an elitist thing that we all have aspects that we are going to flourish in if we're given the opportunity. And that's what we're trying to get to here. Number four, 
We're looking to design and orient our lives in a way that will support us, again, being our best and the things we need to look through. And I really do. Of course, I do this with everybody. Encourage you to read their book. If I didn't advocate for it, I wouldn't have them on the show. And uh, I mean, I'm studying Andre's book, Sensitive. And so looking at things like your environment, looking at noise, what noises bother you? May not bother other people, bothers you. That's okay. Light. Control. Are there aspects of control? I talked to somebody this morning who has a really hard time, like I do, being confined. Other people don't mind it in certain aspects, but we do, okay? So that it just, it, it just is. As my brother Jared would say, dude, it just is. It just is. You can try to make excuses. You can try to downplay it. But if it is, it is. I'm 52 years old. Whatever is with me, it probably just is. It has been. It's probably not going to go away. How can I better manage it? Uh, conflict. How you do there? How's that wear on you? Negativity. How about distractions? How about structure? Structure's not a bad thing, but some structures are for other people. And we can go down the line, and this is where I would advocate Andre's book because it helps you work through these things and think through these things. And as I read through it, I go, oh my gosh, I resonate with that. I never really considered that or contemplated that. And now I understand that. Now I can help manage it. And you know, there's a lot of emotional aspects we're talking about. It's not just an external environmental thing. We're talking about internal, our internal world. And there are things that I am bothered by that other people just aren't right here in my family. And there are things that bother other people that I don't mind at all. That's okay. That's what we're talking about though, is getting to the root of that. And it doesn't mean that we look for all these things that we have some challenges with and just say, well, okay, so I'm not, I'm going to boycott all that. You know, I, because in truth, I'm not actually a thoroughbred racehorse that can just stay in the stall and and be you know treated perfectly all the time. I do need to deal with the entirety of life. But again, how can I orient it to the best that I can and budget for it? I like looking at that. If I'm going to be with the family or be in big social groups, and that's just an analogy, I'm going to budget for that and go, gosh, this is coming up. How can I get a good night's sleep the few, or get good sleep the days before that and really be at my best? Maybe give my time, myself some solitude the days leading up to that. Then we're going to have, boom, all this awesome, crazy, fun time. And then afterward, I'm going to recover. So budgeting, recovering, again, that's management. I mean, social engagements like our big family. I mean, for my wife, to be in that, it's like uh, asking a fish to swim across the river. Dude, she's all over it. It energizes her, loves it. She thrives from it, gets energy from it. I would be kind of like a lion, and it's a bigger effort to swim across that river. I can do it, man, but I'm not well. I'm not as well suited. Um, it's awesome. It's worth it to get the other side, but I'm going to be drained, right? Uh, and I didn't, I didn't conceive of that most of my life, and I just gritted my teeth really was hard on myself. Felt like, man, I'm really intolerant. And this is having, this is a lot of this series is having grace for ourselves, having grace for ourselves. Again, doesn't mean it's a cop out. Doesn't mean I can look at it and go, no, 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 no. I'm sensitive to that. I'm not going to touch that. No, no, I can't. I may need to, but I'm going to budget it. I'm going to take time to recover. And that's okay. That's self-care. And then last point, tough guys, right? Tough guys. That's what we have in our culture. That's what I've tried to be all my life. That's what I thought I was supposed to be. Be the tough guy, man. Nothing bothers me. I can deal with anything and grip my teeth. And you know what? It was a tough guy being mediocre, being bitter sometimes. That's not helping anybody. My family doesn't want bitter dad around, bitter husband around. Just to say tough it out is like saying I'm not interested in being at my best, at being well, and being highly capable 
I'm going to acquiesce to just functioning at a mediocre level. Mediocre, I'm going to have mediocre peace. I'm going to have mediocre joy and hope. I'm going to pour out to others from a mediocre level. I mean, again, there's times when you just need to do what you need to do. You need to do what you need to you need to serve people, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's a challenge, even if it drains you some and whatever that may be, you need to, may need to be in that environment. But man, if that is your day to day, all day, day in and out, uh, it is going to take its toll. We see this with people. And I think that's what we see where we see uh, the result of burnout and bitterness or just people who give up. Man, they're not in a good environment that is uh, catered to them well. And it's our responsibility. This comes back to self-care. It's my responsibility to take care of myself. Just like personal hygiene. Nobody takes a shower for me. Nobody brushes my teeth for me. Nobody guards. It's nobody's responsibility to guard my sensitivities. Uh, and we do that with kids, or we should do that with kids to look at him and go, ooh, you know, Johnny's sensitive to this. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's give him some uh, affirmative action for that. But yeah, Susie, you know, she's not bothered with it. She's good with it. And, and to realize that and adjust for, for that. And we don't do that with ourselves though. We think it's valiant to just go and have to deal with everything. It doesn't work. We end up not at our best. And you can look right now at your level of happiness. Look at the cultural cry out for, I just want to be happy. And anything with happiness is selling right now because everybody wants to be happy, which says we're not. And I think this is a big reason for it. We don't know ourselves. We're not aware of ourselves. We don't cater to our own propensities so that we can be at our best for ourselves, which is then our best for others. All right, friends, so here's to you designing and orienting your life to cater to your sensitivities so you can be at your best, protecting yourself like that thoroughbred racing horse. Again, sometimes you got to throw a pack on that mule, (laughs) that horse like a mule, or get it to do a plow, a little plowing. But for the most part, you want to take care of it to do what it does best. Thoroughbred racing horse, or how about just an important person? Thanks again to Andre Solo for being the muse for this series on our sensitivities. And again, I really encourage you to check out his book, Uh, work through it. You will resonate with it. It'll help you understand yourself, have some grace for yourself and figure out, huh, okay, how can I best manage these issues to be at my best? Uh, The book again, the uh, sensitive, the hidden power of the highly sensitive person in a loud, fast, too much world. Don't get hung up by highly sensitive person. You may not be, but you do have sensitivities. Also, thanks to actress and master communicator, Renee Marino, who joined me for part three to discuss this topic. As she divulged to me, she's a highly sensitive person. I had no idea. Now I do. Uh, Really great conversation there in part three. And thank you all for tuning in to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. 